What's going on? This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing on Matthew Immersion. Matthew is a speaker, author, founder, and CEO of the not-for-profit organization, Every Monday Matters. He first started working on this 10 years ago when he himself was struggling with depression, anxiety, and was just unhappy with his job in the music industry. After taking a turn in his life, he wrote and published his first book under the same title, and it was soon after adopted as an employee engagement program that has reached over 60,000 employees and a student curriculum taught to over 1.4 million students across the country. In this episode, we talk about the power of doing acts of kindness, how you can truly begin to make a difference, and no matter where it is that you are, your current circumstances, your finances, all of this we speak about and so much more. This episode is sponsored by Greatness Within, the athletic streetwear brand for the underdog that just won't quit. Get your gear now at greatnesswithin.co and take notes. Enjoy the episode. Vamos. Vamos. Is it fear of failure or is it fear of success? Or is it maybe fear of both? Um, I think what's scary for artists if you're not ready for one person to judge your song you don't want a million people to judge your song so in some ways you get in your own way from ever being successful because truly you're afraid of getting successful anyways we help people see the world through three lenses one is i matter one is you matter and then one is we matter which says we're all a part of something much bigger matthew immersion welcome to the most badass show on the planet brother how do you do I'm doing well, man. Thanks, Juan, for having me on your show. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure, man. So let's let's get started. I think that one of the best places is just, man, let's go over your TED Talk. When I, when I listened to that, I thought it was really interesting how you tackle something that is so, you know, a lot of people talk about inspiring, you know, about impacting the world. I want to make, I want to do good. But it's very rare that people that take the action to actually make a difference. And there's some little things that we can do, little things that we can do, but if we do them in a repetitive manner, that could change the world. And especially you have a lot of people, you know, 300 plus millions of people doing that. And what you talk about is every Monday. What if every single Monday, all these people just did something good, picked up a little bit on the street, you know, said something to somebody, made someone smile, how much that would change. And that, what I love about what you talk about is how simple it makes it sound if we actually, how simple it is and how much of an impact it would make if we actually did that. Yeah, man, you know, it's, uh, you know, in, the, in, in my line of work, you know, we, we often talk about changing the world, right? And, and we all want to change the world. And, um, you know, that can seem pretty nebulous and, and, and almost pretty unattainable, uh, you know, what can I do or what can you do or one person do to change the world? And, and I think at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, it's Michael Jackson, right? It's I'm, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, right? It's, it's who am I uh, and what can I do? Uh, and if I realize that, that even the smallest things matter and if enough of us did them, um, we could have a real large impact in, you know, I think we're in this really unique place right now, in, in the, even in the world, uh, even if you look at, you know, politics has become such a, a hot topic and who, you know, are leaders of our countries. And 
I feel like, you know, and yes, granted, you know, who's leading our countries is important, but that doesn't dismiss us from having a role also, you know, in doing the parts that we can to create better worlds and better cultures and communities and things like that. So um, let's not make sure to just remove ourselves from the solution and pretend the problem's over there and I'm over here because at the end of the day, you know, I'm a part of the, the community, the world, you're a part of the world. And so what am I doing? And I think if people just, you know, they don't, you know, it's, I hear all people, Matt, I want to make a difference, but I don't know how. It's like, come on, man, walk out your front door, pick up a piece of litter, open the door for somebody, say, hi, how are you? Good morning. Um, you know, write somebody a thank you note. All these things make a difference in the world, believe it or not. And it doesn't mean you have to go volunteer for 12 hours and build somebody a house. Right. So what you really focus on and want people to realize is those little things make a big difference. So just say someone who wants to, you know, who understands that and wants to take it to the next level. What is it that your company every day, every day and every Monday matters really, really does? Yeah, so every Monday matters. So my organization, you know, we're a nonprofit organization and our mission is to create a world where everyone knows how much and why they matter. Yeah. Which is a pretty bold uh, mission. Uh, but, but I believe that inherently everybody does matter. And and I believe that some people, though, don't know how much they matter, and some people think they matter for all the wrong reasons. And if I can help those people who don't feel like they matter create more significance and meaning and purpose in their life, and for those that do think they matter for all the wrong reasons, like money and power and greed and these sorts of things, understand that that's not why they matter at all, but here's why they do. I think that we can begin to, and, and at the end of the day, if we can help people and enough people connect with how much they matter, you know, it changes the way they, they act, the way they, the way they think that the words they choose, you know, and all of a sudden, like you said earlier, you know, there's 300 million people in the United States. There's nearly 8 billion people in the world. Uh, you know, if we can get, you know, a wave of those people out there living by this idea that I matter, you matter, we matter, um, then we're going to have a pretty large impact. And, and you know, we, I mean, at our organization, we see it all the time in the schools we work with, the companies we work with, uh, social media, you know, my books. It's amazing when you help somebody harness purpose and significance and meaning and, you know, just get out of the way because their whole life starts to change. So you were in the music industry for 10 years, right? I was. And... What was the, uh, like, was there anything that happened in the music industry that actually made you transition into the line of work that you're in right now? Yeah, man, you know, it's, it's a great question because I love music and I love the music industry. And, and I will tell you, my favorite times, some of my favorite times in my entire life were sitting in a recording studio and listening to really talented artists do what they do. You know, listen to a drum tracking was just a blast to me. Or listening to an amazing vocalist lay down the vocal and then the harmonies and and you know harmonies upon the harmonies and the counter harmonies and it's the melodies. You're just like, oh my god! Like, how do you hear this in your head? And I loved that part of it. Um, 
I worked also the on the business side of things. And so I worked in marketing promotion and also artist management. And, you know, it's not to say that the business is bad. It's to say that at the time for me, what I thought it looked like to be successful in the music industry meant making a lot of money, you know, having a house in the Hollywood Hills, uh, you know, staying single and, and, and just have being fun as a single guy, um, you know, going to red carpets, going to the Grammys and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, fortunately I worked for an, an amazing man and Robert Kardashian and he was very well known and respected. And so I wanted to be known and respected like him. And so when you put those elements out there as your measurement for success, um, it's easy to set yourself up for fail for failure because I learned that at the end of the day, although there's nothing wrong with being wealthy and having nice things and all, all the things I was trying to achieve, um, none of those things are why I matter. And that was the big wake up call. And on a Monday morning, hence the name, every Monday matters. I woke up to go to work, tying my shoes, uh, just getting ready. And in that moment, I thought I had, was having a heart attack. I was 31 years old. I ended up driving myself to the doctors. Uh, we did a test on my heart and realized it wasn't a heart attack, but I was having a very severe panic attack. And that panic attack turned into chronic anxiety disorder and depression. And I realized that I spent 10 years, you know, basically building a house of cards and none of it really mattered. I was having a blast and I was successful, but I was completely empty inside. So that was my wake-up call, and and you know I went through years of depression, anxiety, and, and fortunately I met an amazing therapist, and she gave my my recovery a motto, and that was to live a life that wasn't about me. And as a narcissist working in a narcissistic industry, uh, that was kind of a foreign concept to me. Uh, and the way she taught me this I, this concept was that every Saturday I had to go do something not about me. So. I picked up litter, I fed homeless people, I painted over graffiti, I read to elderly, and it was this weekly dose of doing something not about me that completely changed my life. And one day I was out picking up litter in Los Angeles, and I, I realized that it was a Saturday morning, it was nine o'clock, and I just, I felt amazing. And I'm like, this is what she meant. Like, by doing things not about me, I might actually find myself again. And that's what inspired me to write my very first book 11 years ago. It inspired me to start this nonprofit, inspired the newest book that just came out in January, um, and my third book coming out in February of 2020. It's just that simple concept of it's not about me, um, a weekly dose of, of having that in my life and serving others uh, has brought me more, more abundance and, and, and wealth of spirit and soul um, than anything I was ever doing before. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. For people who want to 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 see, you know, what this feels like, let's just say that it's foreign concept for someone to actually do things for other people that make you not about them. What can you can you uh, advise or what what can you suggest that they can do? Let's just say same like you were doing on a Saturday morning. People listening to this right now all around the world can say, you know what? This next Saturday, I'm going to do something. I'm going to see what, what Matt is talking about, you know, and, and I'm going to try <laughs> yeah. this out. Give me, give me a couple uh, couple different things that people can, can do, and I'll do it too. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, 
when I look at these things, I kind of break them down like into bite-sized bits. Like there's things I can do that will take me five seconds. Yeah. Like, um, like every time I see somebody today, I'm going to smile and say, Hey, I hope you're having a great day. And it's just these little kind of quick hits, right? There's maybe a thing that take you five minutes. I'm going to think of someone I haven't talked to in a long time. And I'm actually going to write them a handwritten note to say, Hey, I miss you. I'm thinking about you. I hope you're well. And I'm going to mail them a handwritten letter, which is pretty rare these days. There might be something that takes an hour. I'm going to call up somebody and invite them to lunch, or I'm going to go volunteer at a soup kitchen or, or something, or I'm going to go pack up lunches and, and go out to a park and feed homeless people. You know, so they all, there's so many options that take different, um, you know, lengths of time. Um, I mean, and this might sound like a really terrible, selfish plug, but I don't mean it to be. But at Every Monday Matters, the way we do this for people, and anyone out there listening can, can go to our website and follow us on social media, but every month we make it a theme, and every Monday we give you something to do. So, for example, this month, uh, September, is Monday Gets Empowered, and the Mondays have been... Um, Define your purpose, be tenacious, get back up, celebrate the effort, be the inspiration. Um, next month, October, is, uh, Monday gets curious, which is be a newbie, decide to discover, change your routine, start a hobby. So what we do at EMM is we give people these directions to kind of help them kickstart their week based off these themes. And then from there, they, they start to bring the stuff into their life on a regular basis. Got it. So Matt, what, what is it that the most excites you right now in life? Man, what's the most exciting thing in my life right now? Well, I, I'm thrilled that my third book is coming out in February 2020. And that book is my personal story. And my first two books were these Every Monday Matters kind of high concept book. Here's something to do every Monday. That book is the, for the first time I've written my story, and it's just been a super personal, vulnerable journey, and I've gotten to share the stories of other people, and that is super exciting to me. I will tell you something really specific that happened actually yesterday and the day before was I was up in, in Northern California near the Oregon uh, border, and I was speaking at an education conference, and... I saw somebody who I hadn't seen in 10 years. And the last time I saw her, she was a homeless high school student and in San Diego, California. And I met her and I told her how much she mattered. I ended up going to her high school graduation and she's then went on, she went on to go to college and to get a job. And I saw her this weekend for the first time in 10 years. And she now has You Matter tattooed on her wrist. And she is just this stunning, bright light of a woman. Uh, her life is incredible. And she has great friends. And she bought her first car. And she has her own apartment. And, you know, I got to see this life completely changed. And, and from someone who I met 10 years ago. And it just... You know, borderline makes me want to just break down and start crying. It's it's borderline, like joy, like you know, the strongest joy you can feel. Um, but you know, it's in those moments where it's like, wow, like maybe I did 
save her life. Maybe I did change her life and, and I created a space for, for her to step into it and to, to, to realize how much she really does matter. And, you know, I think it's probably at the, at the end of the day, it's those stories that are the most meaningful because you know, whatever you, you know, you're, you're a creative, right? And, and a lot of your listeners are creatives. You know, you create something and you put it out into the world. You never really know, you know, if, if it's going to impact anybody or um, I guess it's the equivalent of if you're a musician, like it's like that day that you hear, you, you hear your song on the radio for the first time and like, oh my God, you know, there it is. People are listening. Like that was kind of like the weekend I just had, right? It's like, wow, like look at that. Ten years later, like it's working, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing. That was pretty special. Yeah. So, what would be your not, your not necessarily your advice, but when you talk to maybe a young entrepreneur, young artist, or how would you, you know, explain to them? That, that they matter, because that's so much about what you, you talk about, which I think is very important. I, I was looking at one of your TED Talks, and at the end, you bring people on stage, right? The five people, you say, you know what, you, you five, come on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so they come, they come on stage, and which is, I think, the first time I personally saw a TED Talk, someone do that, which is pretty, pretty cool. So they, they come on stage, right? And the and, uh, first one says, you know, who they are, what they matter. And the second person that you give the mic to just stops for a second and, and almost starts to cry. Right. And mm -hmm. you could tell that there's been something in there that they never really said that out loud in their life. Like you, you get that you, and you, you could tell. And so I think it's so rare to, to actually think about that. But I think it's something that is so important. You know, I think you got people to say, Hey, my name is, and this is why I matter. Am I correct? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, my name is fill in the blank and I matter because fill yeah. in the blank. You know, I just did that at the conference this past weekend with 150 people. Uh, it was pretty awesome. You know, I don't know that that people, you know, are often asked the question, why do you matter? Uh, and I certainly don't go around walk asking people that question on the streets. Um, it's something that you have to spend some time with people to kind of help them to kind of open up and to kind of move, you know, move into the idea where considering why they matter is something that they can even, you know, handle. Um, I think that, you know, for any, any, you know, young business person, artists, you know, it's hard to separate what you do for a living and all the goals that you want to achieve. It's hard to separate those sometimes with actually who you truly are. And, and I think that it's easy to get caught up in that, you know, if I am not a successful artist or musician, or if I'm not a successful banker or lawyer or whatever it is someone's pursuing, that it means they don't matter. You know, and like you were, you know, you're, you were going to be a professional athlete or soccer player or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, for injuries, whatever, you can't do that anymore. And there might be this moment like, oh, my God, like, then who am I? Who's, I have no identity. My life's over. I don't matter. And, yeah, here you are. And look what you've created since then. And you're touching lives and you're impacting the world. And you probably never thought that, you know, 
right after maybe you had to make this choice to leave something that you love so dearly. And so I just, I don't want people to get too caught up into what they do, you know, be, you know, go for it and work hard and achieve, but never forget the fact that, you know, we matter for something bigger than having, you know, a Grammy selling, you know, uh, you know, album, uh, you matter, you know, I don't care if you sell 50 platinum albums, that's not why you matter. You, there's more to you than that. You know, granted, your music might be music that inspires and changed lives and all that, which is beautiful. And your art might do the same thing, which I say is amazing because, you know, I think art is one of the, the greatest blessings, you know, and things that make humans just unique is our ability to create art. But let's keep art in that beautiful, healthy place where we don't even let it get the, you know, the, the best of us. And, um, you know, when I was young and coming out of business school, you know, I was so just eager to succeed and to make money and to live the American dream. And I felt like I had to prove myself. I think a lot of artists, creatives feel like they have to prove themselves because maybe like people don't get me and I'm going to show them that, you know, I can be me and I can also, you know, be successful. And the, the sad part is what I've also found out is that oftentimes artists and creatives are more susceptible to things like anxiety and depression as well, because they have this amazing, powerful brain that can see things and hear things that no one else can see and hear and, and then create those and express those. But that same powerful brain that can create such beautiful works can also go pretty dark as well. And, and so I think, if anything, artists especially have to protect themselves um, and protect themselves from their own mind that can oftentimes, you know, get the best of them. And we see it way too often. I mean, I just think about some of the musicians that we don't have anymore because of choices they made. And it's heartbreaking. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm, I'm getting older, but but even, you know, like the George Michaels of the world and Michael Jackson's of the, you know, just like to think that these people are, are not here anymore. It's just, you know, devastating to me. Yeah. So you've been around the, the music industry, even though I know you worked in it much more before, I'm sure you still have a lot of connections and, and friends in the, the music industry, you know? And so for maybe artists that are listening right now, who are either they have they have their music out, they're actors, they're all, any kind of, of art, right? There's always these, the, the ones that are just still working on the craft and haven't released anything. And they're thinking about it and they're like, okay, I'm getting ready to release, you know what I mean? Like I've been at that stage in many different times, right? Or or my first, I remember, you know, going through some projects and this and okay, I'm, a, you know, I'm my first agent as an actor. Okay. You know what? I'm ready to, to take that step. I, I did the, I mean, everyone's story is different, right? My story is pretty different than the, the next fellow actor, sure. but sure. just to give an example, someone who I think in the music industry, it's very common where, you know, you have a, you have an artist and you, you're amazing, but that person never has released anything. Cause all of that comes, what are the people going to think about it? Or I'm not ready or I want you to work more on it. Or maybe I am like all these questions. Like, and the reason I'm talking about that is because I was talking to, a friend of mine, you know, who is an incredible, incredible musician, and he actually works with a lot of artists. Uh, he, he's won a couple of awards as a, as a producer, but he, at his core, is also an artist himself, 
and he's been wanting to release, but he's rather works on other people's productions and compose and stuff than release on himself just for the fact that he doesn't, one, doesn't know exactly who he is maybe, or the other thing is also that, you know, doesn't feel like it's it's there. And I think even deeper, it's how are these people going to perceive me once I actually put it out there? Because if it's to me, nobody could say anything about my stuff. They, everyone knows I'm good. I can play guitar amazing. I have an incredible voice. I'm a great composer. But nobody's going to start judging me from the external world of what's happening internally in me, you know, in my heart and in my mind. So you, there's that vulnerable thing to put. It's like you're taking your heart and just putting it out there. And this is it. Yeah. That's, that's what an artist is all about. So what... Maybe what uh, advice would you give a artist who is in that situation right now and is overthinking everything for them mm. to be able to do that? You know, what, how do you feel about that? What would be your, your little piece of advice? Yeah, there's a, that, that, that's a great stuff you're bringing up there. And there's a lot of layers to it. I mean, the first thing, when I started, uh, when I started in the music industry, I started in artist management. That was my first uh, real focus. And, what I discovered when I was seeing, and again, this was in Los Angeles, right? And so it might be different in other markets. I, I doubt it. But there are a lot of people here in, in L.A. that say they are artists, they're musicians, they're actors. Um, and if you ask them, oh, well, that's cool. So, so how often do you act? How often do you rehearse? How often do you play a show? Oh, I rehearse about once every two weeks. I play a show like once every three months. And so I'm sitting there thinking, here I am, Matt. I can't play a musical lick to save my life. But as you just described it, I'm just maybe one rehearsal every two weeks or one show every three months away from also calling myself an artist. And and, and I call BS. You know, if you're going to say you're an artist, number one, be an artist. Otherwise, don't say you're an artist. So, so that's my tough love part of it. Um, so any artists I worked with, they actually worked as they were artists. They practiced every day. They played shows once or twice, you know, once a week, every two weeks, um, and they worked for it. The other thing is, I think a lot, a lot of artists, they have this romantic story in their head that, oh, one day I'm just going to get discovered. You know, I'm going to be a waiter. I'm going to be, it's like the next Claudia Schiffer modeling story. I'm going to be at a grocery store and someone's going to pluck me out, you know, and be a, be a supermodel. And, and you know, no, you, you got you know, Sure. There are those stories that you hear about, but for the most part, that's not how people achieve success, you know, in the creative world, when it comes to then putting your work out there. Yeah. I mean, when you're exposing your heart and you're being vulnerable, it, it, it is scary. I'm, you know, I'm going through it right now with, you know, again, with the new book coming out, uh, but at the end of the day, if you feel like the calling on your heart is to express yourself and be creative and to share that with the world, then you, in some ways you just have to let go of what other people are going to think about it. And um, my wife and I talk about this quite a bit because my wife is an actress, mm -hmm. but she also uh, as, uh, works as a stand-in for the lead actress on several shows. So she worked on all this, you know, Gilmore Girls, um, CSI for, for several seasons. She's worked on Newsroom. I mean, on and on and on she's worked on shows, The Good Place. And sometimes it's safer for her to just be the double for the lead actress than it is to actually go out and try to audition for a part on the show, you know, because of the fear of rejection, right? 
And so, you know, we talk about, is it fear of failure or is it fear of success? Or is it maybe fear of both? Um, I think what's scary for artists, if you're, let's say, a musician and you're a little bit insecure about putting your stuff out there, the, the, the ironic part about it is what you want is for your song to be a massive hit which means millions and millions of people are going to be hearing it, which means now you have millions and millions of judges judging your work. And so it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you're not ready for one person to judge your song, you don't want a million people to judge your song because that's, that's scary. So in some ways you get in your own way from ever being successful because truly you're afraid of it getting successful anyways. And so either Embrace the fact that for you to be successful, a lot of people have to hear your music and you're going to you know, somehow appreciate that or just stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something that a lot of people, you know, in, in the arts, they have to take that step at some point if that's what they want. And, yeah. and, and you know, I think a lot of people would be surprised, right? Like when fear is, is literally in your mind. It's almost like scarier the thought like of what what actually is a reality of what actually would happen when you release something, a project. And it's very rare that you're gonna release something and then it is going to have that crazy blow up that a lot of people think I could think about it. It's very, very, very rare. And it's usually even any big, big success, there's some kinds of different release that happen and then another and then another and then wow this one blows up and then it gets seen by millions of people and you start getting this. But I, I feel it's that first step that so many people are afraid of because they're like, yo, this comes out and it's going to be <laughs> the next, you know, either it's going to flop completely or it's going to be this huge success. And like you, as you said, you're absolutely right. A lot of people are not only have that fear of failure, but have that fear of success as That's well right. of yeah. what happens if, you know, it succeeds, it becomes a hit. And, you know, the other thing too is that Art's tricky, man, because, you know, art's never perfect. Yeah. You, know, you, you can always tweak something. Always. And, I mean, especially, like, with Pro Tools and stuff today. I mean, you have limited tracks, unlimited tracks. You can just keep adding whatever, right? And um, it's never, ever – I believe it's always perfect, but the, per- the perfectionist and artist want to find another level of perfect, I think, in yeah. it. Just let go. Just get it out there and let it do what it's supposed to do. Um, there's a pastor here in Los Angeles, Erwin McManus, and he he has a great quote, and it's that we were we were we were created as works of art to become artists at work. And I believe that if every artist out there listened to that and and, and really put it in their heart, like, wait, I was created as a work of art to be an artist at work and that's why I was created then just create and, and let it flow and, and share it with the world and if you believe that you, what you create truly is something that can make the world a more beautiful better place then holding it back is, is honestly even borderline selfish like just let it go and let people enjoy it absolutely I totally agree with that man all right, brother. Well, we're going to stop start wrapping up soon. Is there, uh, I wanted to ask you because since I'm definitely going to check out your books as well. And I wanted to know, is there any other books that have inspired you in, in your journey as well? Oh yeah, man. There's, um, 
There are a quite a few of them. Um, you know, I mean, man's man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl is just. I mean, if, if there was one book I would probably recommend people read, it's it's probably that one. Um, just people just trying to find themselves and find more, you know, meaning and purpose. Uh, a friend of mine, Bob Goff, he wrote a great book a couple of years ago called Love Does. And it's just a collection of amazing stories that are all centered around these acts of love that happened, I think, are amazing. Uh, you know, The Artist Way is a great book for artists to, to, to actually do. And, and it has a lot of, you know, activities and exercises that you, you do and just to help like to own and express your artist's way about you. Um, you know, it's so interesting because uh, it's funny because like, I guess I'm hired to be a keynote inspirational keynote speaker, you know, I'm hired to, to, you know, for Ted talks, like you said, or other conferences and things. And I, you know, one of the biggest blessings for me is that I just, every day I'm blown away by the inspirational people that I meet and, and you may not find them on big stages. You know, you might, you might meet them in the elevator or, you know, uh, at a, at a coffee shop or something. But I think when you kind of get dialed into that place of inspiration which I truly believe is what we're, where we're all supposed to live our lives. You just start to even see inspiration and notice inspiration around you all the time. And, and I know that there are listeners of your program that five years from now, or whatever, we're going to be like, wow, like now look at them, you know? And, and, and which is pretty awesome to think about that, the more that we can help people trust in their abilities and have confidence and just go, um, I think that, you know, the more that, again, they can bless, they can bless and be a gift to, to everyone else as well. And, and um, you know, I'm just a big believer in, it's funny because I, if I had more time, I would read more books, to be honest with you. I just spend so much time just out there doing, like, I just want to be doing life and, and, um, I guess every day I wake up, it's like, hey, today I'm going to make sure someone around me knows how much and why they matter. And if I achieve that, um, I've had a good day. You're too busy doing, man, <laughs> which, is, which is a very good thing. <laughs> well, you know what? The truth is you're right in a lot of ways, you know, because sometimes we become human doings and sometimes I just got, you know, do some human being and reflecting be. myself. And, you know, my wife says that to me a lot. She's like, you know, Matt, you're so busy helping everyone in the world know how much and why they matter, but you have to remember that you matter too. And you have to take the time to be quiet and to reflect, to journal, to read. Um, and, and sometimes even when you're trying to, to quote unquote, change the world, how we started our conversation, uh, which can be extremely addictive and rewarding work, you still have to take time for yourself and, and, I think that's for anybody in the arts, especially that's expressing themselves and take care of your heart, take care of your soul. You know, it's fragile stuff. And, um, and I know for me personally, as someone who did deal with, you know, mental health, you know, issues, you know, being anxiety or depression, you know, I learned firsthand that we got to take care of that very, very um, sensitive and, and vulnerable side of us, um, you know, because it's fragile.
Definitely, man. All right, but to finish off, if I gave you a piece of paper right now, and on that piece of paper you had to write down what was most, you know, the biggest lesson I guess you learned in your life, the one that is the most impactful thing that you would want, I don't know, maybe uh, your children or just, you know, someone very important to you, family member, to remember every single day. So you're going to write on that piece of paper or something, they're going to put it in their pocket and they can read it every single day. Once you're gone, what would you write on that piece of paper and what would be your words to success? Um, I would say that the first thing to your mind is that people matter. And I guess that people includes you, but it also includes the person standing next to you. And it also includes all of us as a greater whole in the world. And, um, you know, we have this thing at Every Money Matters where we help people see the world through three lenses. One is I matter. And that's understanding yourself, um, the good, the bad, the ugly of that and what you need. One is you matter, which is how understanding how you impact those around you. And then one is we matter, which says we're all a part of something much bigger. And, and if, if I could help and leave behind that idea of I matter, you matter, and we matter, and help as many people I can understand those perspectives and how to live your life, then that'd be a pretty sweet legacy. People matter, so start acting like it. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you start acting like you matter. You start acting like people actually, you know, every person around you actually matters, and like that we all matter. And you really start acting that way. I think that would change everything. That's yeah. it, man. That's it. All right, brother. Well, thank you for coming on. Is a is a pleasure Thanks, having you. Yeah, you as well, buddy. I appreciate what you're doing, man. Keep it up. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Matthew Immersion. If you want to learn more about Matthew, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes, call Matthew, and all of his links are there. I hope you guys keep on moving forward. Whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, stay laser-focused, and don't forget to trust the process. There's only so much that you can do if you're truly giving your everything. Don't forget to trust the process and to allow yourself to be attracted by results. Here's what I mean by that. Sometimes you allow yourself to just let go. And when you do that, that's when you're allowing miracles to happen. If you're putting the output and you're already focused on what you want and your energy and your vibration and your frequencies are in alignment to actually get in there, then sometimes you just have to let go. Sometimes, as crazy as it sounds, to achieve the most, you just have to let go. All right, I'll leave you on that. And keep going, keep going, keep pushing, keep going, keep going. Vamos, let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, I'm a little fired up today. Well, I always am, but today even more. All right, and I want you to be just as fired up. Let's go, let's go. Today's a new day, the best day. Vamos, vamos, vamos.